らりと光る光の目Hello out there and welcome to our super podcast. I'm here with Richard Drum. I'm Paul Farron and Scott, not there, is not here. The dumb and indeed fish. So it's Scott's got a good excuse. He's rebuilding Forbidden Planet from the basement up, which is, we're all looking forward to that. So, Scott,、mm-hmm. hello to you. And、uh, we must apologize to all our female listeners.、Uh, we know there's Thousands upon thousands out there, but it's taken us a while to get around to Wonder Woman. It's a、Woman. dangerous intro. Okay, right, right. right. We want to talk Wonder Woman and、uh, DC finally getting back a bit of grace after、mm-hmm. their travesties of the last few years, which we regard Suicide Squad and Super Batman as being. Richard. And Man of Steel to a point, I suppose. Yes,、uh, well, that's true. But I still I think Man of Steel and Wonder Woman are a bit the same for me. But、oh, I'd like you to start because you've watched this film more intensely than I have. I've seen it once. Yes, I've seen it three times.、So、to be fair, the last few of these, it's been you and Scott saying, oh, I saw this twice. I saw this three times. Well, I saw it once. So I think this is fair. But I did kind of see it for slightly economic reasons. I figured the more money I give to it, the more money it makes, and the more chance we get of more of su- female superhero movies, which I want more of. Very noble of you, Richard. Yes, 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 yes. Giving away my hard-earned taxpayer money to so would you be a fan of Wonder Woman as a comic beforehand? Yes, but not for a long time. Like I obviously knew all of the Linda Carter series, but never watched it because it looked dreadful.、Uh, I have all three series. It's only three seasons. Okay, three seasons. Yeah.、Um, yeah, like I was familiar with Wonder Woman, and then I started reading actual Wonder Woman comics in the last maybe four years. I read the was it Greg Rucka's run in New Fifty Two that was very good. And Grant Morrison's controversial run on it back in.、God. I haven't read that one. No, I haven't actually read a lot of Wonder Woman. I've、comics. only heard about it. I wouldn't have kept up with more recent ones.、No. I'm, I'm a kind of Golden Age fan. I find those ones fun. I've got a few. Got I've got a few Silver Age ones as well.、Mm. By、um, an artist whose name I cannot remember, but they're wonderful ones where he's, he, she's always got man problems. You know those pesky men tormenting her over, fighting over, loving her. That was the my basic scenario that I remember from a lot of them. Doesn't sound that engaging. They, well, no, they got Wonder Todd into it, and they got Wonder Teen Girl or Teen Wonder Girl into it, and so yeah, and the artwork is actually beautiful. Like ask,、um, Ross Andrew was the artist、right. who went on to do, I feel lesser work in Spider Man, but that's not relevant. Let's talk about the film.、Mm. It's done really well. It's certainly had the fans out at this time of diversity and. Keeping a, a good, strong, solid kind of female interest in films, it's, it's obviously done well out of that. But I'm not a bigger fan of the movie as you are. Well, okay, let's. I, I'm sort of just like Orwellian double thinking this one. So I think in a vacuum, the film is fine. In a vacuum, the film is grand. It's fun. It doesn't lag. I don't think too badly. It's a decent film with a sort of shitty third act. Whatever. I, Yes, I would agree there. But the fact, the novelty of it, being a female superhero and like directed by a woman, which means it's a lot less leery and male gazey than usual. By and large, there's some exceptions to that those shots. I think carries it, and also just because it's nice seeing Wonder Woman on screen. Because remember, like for the last two decades, it's been just they can't make Wonder Woman movie. No one will watch it. It'll be shit. They can't make it. They can't do it justice. They won't. If they do do it, it'll be some weird revisionist thing, like Joss Whedon script. Been in development hell for、mm. something like twenty years now. More probably.、And、so Joss Whedon should have. 
in a lot of people's minds, he should have been the man that could have done it, considering his... Did you read his script for it, though? I no, Well, I'm, I'm, I'm hopefully you're going to explain that, but I would have thought he would mm. have had the inroad with his success with Buffy and strong female heroes. I don't know why heroines. he didn't, because he was trying for a long time. I think he wanted Angelina Jolie to play her, which would have been... Yeah, interesting. Solid casting. Um, what was his take on the whole thing? Uh, I didn't read the full script. It was doing the rounds on Twitter there a few months ago, or a few weeks ago after the movie. This one came out, and um, it seemed like it was more just the Steve Trevor story with Wonder Woman in it, which this is to a point, I guess, as well, but it was much less balanced than uh, this one is. And just, it, it kind of cast her as sort of almost an alien. Like This one does a lot of fish-out-of-water stuff, but this the, his one was far more just obtuse about it and irritating and it, it, it seemed a bit shit from what I read about it who, who were the villains um, I didn't get that far <laughs> I, I read like from the you first half can't of it skip pages you know I just saw out of context it, quotes well let's say say for uh, just say this Wonder Woman is very different to the Wonder Woman that came out in 1939 I think <laughs> from Charles Milton Marshall well, that's, that's that true name? that sounds about right yeah. um, who was uh, a psychologist and apparently one of the originators of the lie detector mm-hmm. believe it or not um, he had uh, he had to believe that Von Bondage was going to save the world and polyamory good, good healthy um, S&M was going to create but uh, a strong, solid society. But he did believe in the power of women. In fact, there's a film coming out about, about him, him yeah. and the creation of Wonder Woman in the next while. He lived in a relationship with two ladies, I think. I think so, yeah. Women, right. as someone pointed out to me recently. Um, but there's very little to uh, connect this with his Wonder Woman. But that's true, like Batman or Superman or. There's one joke, actually. Did you notice one sneaky little joke? There's only one bit of bondage in the entire film. No, go on. When they hit, you've seen it three times. I've seen it once, and I spoiled it. I'll know when you see it. I can't. When they hit London and they're going through the streets of London, where you see a man in chains demonstrating a a circus act. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. But I, I, my issues with the film were uh, pacing. And logic. I know it's a superhero film, but I still think they need logic. The journey from... I, I, where is the island supposed to be now? I think it's somewhere off Italy at this stage. I had the same debate with someone after it. Uh, I don't know. It's somewhere near the Mediterranean, I think. But I do agree. It's one of those suspension disbelief moments of, we had to ride in a ship, so you get to London in a night. <laughs> but also, would Steve Trevor was chased into this area that they guys bumped into because mm. they were uh, chasing them. We never even saw an aftermath to that scene that made any sense. There's simply the Germans were gone and they'd been cleaned up, and it was. I thought that was bad storytelling for me, anyway. Well, I wouldn't mind seeing the Thermoskians. I'm sorry, what the version that word? Anyway, the the rest of the Thermoskira fighting off more Germans, but I guess it would have just lagged it down to do that. So I I can accept that they just murdered them all, sank the boats, and the Germans thought, well, those boats sank, and moved on with their lives. Well, no one got on the radio and said there's a mysterious island here before they all got hoofed out of it. Would they believe you if you said that? (laughs) Back then, you know. Um, Yeah, so that was a a plot hole for me. Um, Ah, minor, minor. That did sting with me. Uh, I did love um, Etta Candy. Yes, I thought I'd hate her from the trailer, but she was actually delightful in the end. Nice actress. Mm. Um, I cannot think of her name. Uh, Uh, Lovely actress from... (laughs) The Office. The Office. Yeah. And she, and there wasn't enough of her. Again, there was, a, there was a fun. The, the logic holds, and again, there's plot, uh, plot spoilers here, guys. That's um, given these days. The main villain was who we thought it was going to be. Uh, 
Also, I felt that there was a little bit of subterfuge going on that was reminiscent of Captain America 3. As in, we have a fake villain to follow through the story. Mm. It turns out to not be who they are. And that was too apparent and too lazy, I thought. Well, that was too apparent, but I think <laughs> who actual Ares turned out to be was surprising because it was such a weird casting choice. No, but like, I, I just didn't think they'd <laughs> use him. Because, okay, here's what I thought. David Thewlis. Yeah, if it was going to be David Thewlis, I figure he'd be like the crotchety old British man. But then when he becomes Ares, they'd have someone else in the role. Because he has the same weird little moustache. When he's Ares. I love that flashback to the fall of the gods. Still the weird, stupid moustache for some reason. Well, not only that, yeah, so it really felt like he was f- his, he was fixed into his big muscular mm. body and, and that would look terrible. They should have left the mask on him. Yeah. Uh, but, but with that in mind, I mean, the whole plot boiled down to them hanging around with a woman they thought was demented, who they knew had some kind of superpowers, yeah. only to, be, to find out that she was proved uh, to not be demented. What I didn't like, and I think I think some girls I know have seen it took umbrage with this, and I agree with them, is that Steve Trevor's sacrifice kind of almost outshadows the heroic deeds of Wonder Woman. And I don't think that would have happened if the film had had a male uh, lead and it was a woman uh, working on, on side with the hero. Mm. I, I thought that was a, a flaw for a film that was, again, shouting out about the fact that it was... Uh, a new strong uh, film for the women out there to mm. that John to. No, that's a fair point. Um, and I was surprised no one said this. So I mean, my issues. I, I am really am glad that film exists, and it is good to remind people that it's not the first film with a good strong heroine in it. No, it's not. But it's just there's so back, few of them. <laughs> there are so few, yeah. But and and I I don't think it's going to change too much. I mean, Hollywood, I'd love to think that it concerned with diversity and social bigotry and that, but I think bottom line is concerned with money. And if they feel there's a market there, well, then that's what they're going to back. Well, that's the thing. That's why I'm glad it made money. If it had been, yeah. if it had been shit, I would have been disappointed. But once it made money, I'd be happy because they'll put more money into these things going forward. Like, we might finally get a Black yeah. Widow movie. And there's that Silver Sable Black Cat film coming out for some fucking reason. Um, so you reminded me of Catwoman now with Halle Berry. I would love that a new Catwoman movie. Back. <laughs> An actual good Catwoman movie. Well, there's Gotham City Sirens coming out as well, so they are going that direction for some reason. Yeah, but if you go look to most of the comic book sources, especially of the late 80s, early 90s, mm-hmm. of, of lady superheroes or superheroines, they're kind of eye candy for the boys as well. A lot oh, of yeah, time. I know. But yeah. I think that's the, the thing is, it's all aesthetics, just to get yeah. sell comics, but they don't care about the, co- the content so much, like the editors, so... It, you get a few like Gail Simone who will write these comics that end up with these very sexualized characters, but are actually quite well written and like have good. Which I came across one of her stories recently, mm. Justice League story, which had a, a nice bit of business for Wonder Woman. No, right. I'm actually not um, read. It's called Gail a hypothetical Simone. woman. Is, it, is that the same writer we're talking about? Potentially. Uh, yeah, she's done a lot for Wonder Woman over the years. Yeah, and she has got a nice agenda that she does push into her stories mm. uh, about sexual politics and other things. Uh, yeah, well, as I said, as you say, those things are great to see, and they are starting to surface in the comics more, and by that nature, getting pushed into onto mm. the cinema screen. Uh, I suppose it would be a good point to mark that isn't it great? We've got a, a new Doctor Who. Yes, I, th- I think that's a, a a big one. And there were some hilarious Daily Mail comments. Obviously, of course, there was <laughs> Daily Mail. You <laughs> kind of said it there. Yeah, it's a wonder the Daily Mail isn't spelled M A L E. 
you know, because that's oh, who it seems to speak. Oh, oh um, controversial. <laughs> um, but yeah, but let's do the good point. Gal Gadot is fantastic in the role. And I don't yeah. mean just that she's a beautiful woman. There's no doubt about that. People she are did, very unsure of her I, after being No, I, I, she was the only thing to shine in the Super Batman. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Um, she has a gravitas that, I don't know, her persona. You really believe her to her, her genuineness. And that is a hard thing to push. She sells the schmaltzy stuff quite well without it seeming saccharine, which is impressive. Like I still think that final moment she says, I'll kill you with the power of love, which happens to just be like lightning, uh, so I can destroy you eventually. But <laughs> Love lightning. Yeah, that was all a bit hokey, but well, what else could you do with it? So, <laughs> but that's another suspect element of these films, is that mm. they can only sell so much kind of true love before yeah. they, you've got to kick the shit out of everything in the room. Well, I mean, compared to the last three DC films, I think... Even just mentioning the word love felt ballsy and out of place. Yeah. So it it didn't it didn't matter that it was it was force lightning. Yeah, I, um, I, I, if we get into that fuzzy logic of a woman waving a sword around in the name of peace, you know, we'll, we'll be here all night. So we won't really we won't stay let's in that territory. Discuss that scene though, because I think that's one of the moments where it almost lost me on the first viewing is when she gets to the no man's land and the music starts swelling and it's all in slow motion and then she walks out in the fucking costume and it just. It just about works, but it's so nearly as laugh out loud funny. But then the actual sequence is fantastic. Her just raiding the trenches and going into that town. I almost like clapped when I saw it the first time. So I think that's that's all great. In her self cleaning costume. It's made of it. magic stuff. Yeah. Superman has mud, it too. Mud can't stick to m- on magic, that's true. Uh, supporting cast anyway I said Tulis unusual bit of casting there. Mm. No de- probably one of the most unusual bits of casting I've seen in a super villain in a long, long time which made it enjoyable I suppose it was just very strange he's, he, he's too crotchety and British to be the god of war I don't know it yeah, well no but I think the British thing was a little bit of a slight in itself I mean mm, no, was an, an empire true. that liked a good yeah. war was a uh, British empire um, I liked um, Mr. Name, I cannot remember, Spud from Trainspotting as the Scottish sniper. Oh, yeah. Didn't yeah, buy yeah. into him for a second, but those characters were fun and they were very badly used. I thought they just well got away though, with them. Well fleshed out, Yeah, but that, I think that came with the, with the actors did a great job. Mm. But again, but they still felt like straggles left over from another movie. See, I'm okay with that because I, like, if you're going to compare it to Captain America 1 where he has the Helen Commandos... I can't name you any of those. So I'm kind of okay with a film underusing really well cast actors instead of just having disposable, because they're disposable anyway, but if they're going to be disposable, like at least have them be visually memorable and sort of fun. True. I agree they're all wasted, but you're not going to get an Etta Candy slash Friends movie, so. So I, I think the biggest flaw then for Wonder Woman was it just couldn't get a, away from the boss level. As in, like, meeting areas at the end oh, right, and having yeah. that big old fight in the ammunition. I think dump. it could have been bigger because uh, they released the Lego set before the film came out and it was just a little Lego set, a little Lego Wonder Woman, a little Lego Steve Rogers, and then, like, a giant-sized area. So I was like, oh, is she going to, like, fight a 20-foot-tall man? That'll be great. Oh, he wasn't. No, he wasn't. He was just a regular. So I was really disappointed with that. But I don't know if that would have made a difference now. I would have been thinking Jason the Argonauts for some reason. Sure, you'd like that, though, wouldn't you? Seems like you're back. Um, yeah, but uh, that. But, but again, back to uh, supporting cast. Danny Houston mm. terribly wasted. It, it, I loved it. Fun was though. It, I there was it. Yeah, but if he'd had a proper subplot of his own, that wasn't just this character whispering in his ear. There were very bad. I thought structurally as well. There was some insane flashbacks. The, the the first Steve Trevor flashback to him escaping was demented. I mean, why why not just cut to that point in time because it's happening quite close. To the reality of the world that we're already in anyway 
And then Wonder Woman's flashback to understanding what three Steve Trevor had just done in terms of taking... That was strange, yeah. That was like... That was a, a band-aid on, on a film in post-production as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, that bit I, wasn't I felt there was a few in there, but... Trevor bit, I'd sorry. I'd see Trevor bit, I would defend because I think the point of the first half an hour is to leave you with nothing but um, the Amazons. And I like that. I think if you'd broken up with Steve Trevor doing his little spy thing, that would have ruined... Possibly. that bit but yeah um again what robin wright and um who played uh wonder ah, woman's mother shite um no it wasn't <laughs> connie no connie stevens I no so. and we, we, if anyone remembers please write in and tell us all about it uh, we have to start making notes for these things you know god forbid no but uh, yeah, uh, Robin, Robin Wright was great in it, mm-hmm. um, and some wonderful uh, fight scenes and sort. But there was one or there was one scene, as I said to you earlier, we were talking about this. There was a a follow up scene to the first meeting with Steve Trevor, as in like the meeting about what's this bloke doing here, mm-hmm. and what are the men doing outside of our little bubble, escaping from Hercules and all the rest of the gang. Um, and then it continues out in the corridor, and if you look at it closely, there's loads of people missing from the scene that happened earlier. That were quite solid, kind of uh, people in, in in the frame of other scenes before that, and none of them are in, in, in that corridor scene. And I was one, or maybe I just imagined it. I could have just imagined it, but it just looked like it was tacked in later. Um, I may be wrong, but I'm just picking them. Well, I just I don't feel like what because that scene couldn't have kept going in that room because she wasn't allowed to be in there, so it had to be in the corridor. So what what else? Could just, have been. Well, okay, well, I'm just imagining things. I'm just, I'm just looking for things to pick at because it's a DC film. Um, no, I think overall, I I think final my final word is that, yeah, I agree. I was glad it was a success. Mm. I still feel it didn't earn its success. I was quite surprised. But then again, neither did Suicide Squad earn its financial success, which no. it did have. But it did earn its critical it's lack of success. It's a far superior film to that, yes. but then that's not saying much on some level. Well, I think comparing it to Man of Steel, it is structurally very similar. Right down to the point of having the villain give them a weird psychedelic dream sequence right before the big battle at the end. where they see, Oh, yes. Like, almost like the exact same structure to it. But I think this does it a lot better. And I, it is just down to the fact that, and I'm one of these people that defended the whole dark and gritty thing for a while. But I'm kind of banning that now. The witch? The whole dark and gritty sort of thing that they were going for. Because uh, Superman, it shouldn't have been him falling into a pit of skulls. Whereas this one, when she's like, no, no, I'll save them all because they're not great people, but they could be all right. Like, that's that's like a sliver. Like 1% hope is all that is. But it's more than they've had the last three films. So I'm like, you know what? Okay. This film gets a pass. What did you think of the um, the book ending, the contemporary stuff? I thought it was did grand. And I was surprised Ben Affleck wasn't there. I honest to God thought... Did it need it? It... Mm, yeah, I think so. Um, but I'm impressed they didn't bother getting him in. I thought they would have. They got, Glad his, vo- they they got his voice in. That was enough. Did they? Yeah. Dear Wonder Woman. <laughs> that was in your own head there, Paul. <laughs> and, and again, they seem to be avoiding um, the post credit scene now, I noticed. They I'm okay with that. They decided that it's Marvel's baby. Mm. Um, I can live with that. Because Marvel's now doing like five per film. And I'm like, fuck off. That they're not. It was just because Guardians got carried Guardians away with Guardians did it himself. and Spider-Man kind of did it. Yeah. Well, it did two. Was it only two? Right. two. Just fine, fine, fine. <laughs> it did two, yeah. You're thinking that. Um, which which brings us neatly, uh, segues us into talking about Spider-Man, I think. Uh, again, a lot of fun. And it felt like... 
I can't believe I enjoyed that. It didn't. It it shouldn't have worked. Mm. And I, I'm gonna kind of pick that film apart the same way as Wonder Woman. Uh, yet say it's definitely the better of the two movies, as far as I'm concerned. I think there's a lot so. more charm at the heart of it. Mm. Um, for me, and you know, I, I wrote a review for for Film Ireland, so I, I can go and shameless uh, cop- plug. copy mm. myself. Um, I felt it, it just managed to walk the tightrope between camp and serious. Yes, absolutely. Just right. Um, and I think definitely Tom Holland was a huge reason for that working. But also they got away from all that misery of the old Uncle Ben tragedy. That was a smart move. It's not showing that at all. Like, there's a vague allusion to it. Once that's all you need. Well, do, you, do you remember the, the line from uh, Peter Parker when it, Ned asked him, what about the spider? Spider's dead, Ned. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That was all I needed. And the most wonkiest um, uh, villain origin in the world. I thought that was actually really good. <laughs> I know. No, I did too, but it still felt like it was came out of a Saturday Night Live sketch. We're all, we're all cleaning up after the, the Chitauri. Mm. And, uh, and, and I'm watching it and going, what do you mean you're cleaning up after the, Who would let a clean-up crew from New York into a site <laughs> where there's these super aliens with these crazy weapons and go, hey, guys, would you mind cleaning up the debris there? And just as that thought was, you know, mm-hmm. disappearing into the ether, Control will come in and go, hey, guys, you can't be here. What do you mean we can't be here? <laughs> and I'm going to... So, I mean, I'd read about it first. I'd heard about it. Mm. They all get sacked. They didn't lose their jobs. They just got sacked at that one particular job. And then they're all... And then, <laughs> Was it? I think Keaton puts a, one of the little bit of Chitauri glow yeah, into yeah, his yeah. pocket, and then I loved. Then we see them back at base there, which is going to become their villainous headquarters later on. And the tinkerer reminds me, "Hey, you know we got a shitload of stuff here from yesterday <laughs> anyway that you didn't need to put that in your pocket." Ah, uh, I, I, it was so terrible. It, I went, "Yeah, okay." <laughs> Well, see, that's the thing, because I really don't like those Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies at all. I think they're unwatchably lame now, because they're so sincere. I haven't seen them in a long time, but I do think there was a... It was, it's sincere, true. Uh, there was a good attempt made at the original yes. uh, origin. But I think the problem with doing it in... like You couldn't do it now, for sure. You can do it 10 years ago, 15, whatever it was. That level of sincerity and emulating like the 1960s cheese and schmaltz to it, it's just unwatchable. Whereas this one... Like you're saying, had the 60s level sort of campy, stupid stuff, but was just self-aware enough about it and fun about it that it it didn't. It was. There was a nod and a wink. There was a nod and a wink. You realised very quickly, Um, but it did have a lot of bizarre TV value going through that kind of almost a sitcom muscle. Oh, absolutely. It was definitely more of a comedy than anything else. But the the um, heart and soul of it was the school stuff Mm -hmm. and was the teenage relationships and the fact that they got. They look like teenagers. Yeah, actually young people, not 30-year-olds and with I, backpacks. And, and let's face it, um, Tom Holland was, I think, 23 at the time. He's 20, he, no, he's 21 now, so he's like 19 21, and, and he's playing 15, and he yeah. looked 15. Um, so yeah, those things worked. But also, there was an amazing shorthand in that film. Mm. There was tiniest scenes, and you go, okay, yeah, you get a whole sense of things. I mean, like the, the Marissa Tomoy is um, hot Aunt May, as opposed yes. to poor old Aunt May with the heart heart disease and the constant need for medicine of the comics so we, back in the 60s you know there was a few little notes in for mm. that and I, I think what made it work for me mostly was just the wonderful naivety of Spider-Man yeah he was just like hey they're bad guys you can't do that that's a bad thing to do let's go sort that out 
Yeah, because the old like Tobey Maguire one, or that even the the much worse Andrew Garfield ones, he has like maybe a couple of scenes of figuring out his powers, and suddenly it's just he's perfect at it. Whereas this one, the, the entire film was him fucking up, and that was great. And then that whole typical from the comic Spider-Man scene of a thing falls on him, he must lift it up. That felt far more earned in this one, and also because Sam Holland looks is... twelve and is crying, he's actually physically crying. Like, this is this works. This and is it's another another great Steve Ditko reference in there yeah. as well. Um, to those that know the two, I, I don't even I can't remember which one it was. It was a fight with with uh, Croc, was it? I couldn't tell you. It, it happens a lot. Though, I think it's three or four pages or panels of him just yeah. pushing up the debris and and getting out of there. Uh, yeah, I love that, and I thought. Just enough Tony Stark in his... Uh, yeah. He, he's like the um, uh, Jack Sparrow of uh, superhero movies now, isn't he? He just comes in and is a cheeky chappy for a while. And it was quite funny. It was good, some really good stuff there. I, you can spot a few gags coming. Yeah. I, I think people have been too nice about uh, Michael Keaton as Birdman. Oops, I mean the Vulture. I know. I thought he, joke. Was, he was great. He was fine, but he was on, just on a low growl for the entire movie. He was doing that... Remember that moment he had in Batman where mm-hmm. he, he gets ticked with the Joker? The let's get nuts scene? Yeah, let's yeah, get yeah. nuts. That was, that, was his, <laughs> that was his thing for the whole entire <laughs> film. Let's get nuts. And I felt we were going to meet him later on when, when the devs came and he went around to the house. I, just, I saw that. I half saw it coming purely because there was a very pointed line about a third of the way through where he's like, what are you doing this for? Oh, my daughter and my wife. And I was like, why yeah. haven't we seen them yet? And then my brain just forgot that. But then the second the door opens, I was like, ah, right, yes. What, um, yeah, but the, again, some reviews were going to be this wonderful ambiguity. <laughs> it's not ambiguity, just lack of information you have there. <laughs> so you can picture the rest of it yourself and fill in all the gaps. But I thought his actual motivation was probably the best, or at least the most believable, of most of the Marvel films so well, far. It's nice to know someone just does it for the goddamn money. Yeah. Everybody else's demented desire for power. I mean, the Sam Raimi ones, back to those for a minute, they were all tragic villains. Willem Dafoe was They weren't really... No, no, they were... (laughs) Willem Dafoe, Doc Ock. Yeah. They weren't really bad guys. Sandman. That's good. Yeah, Sandman's good. Not really a bad Mm. guy. Uh, And then Venom, the only only psychopath in the entire series proper when you think about Mm. it. But again, what a crammed and jammed and annoying movie that was. See, this one one technically had like... Four different Spider-Man villains in it, and yes, it's fine. It works. That's because it kept him in the background, yeah. and, and it, it was it, it, the, back to the, the serious in inverted commas side. Mm. Is that it, not a, no one got costumed really? It, no. Even the the sense of a costume on Keaton was a lovely little, little jokey reference with his the collar, his, his big yeah. furry collar on his uh, airman's jacket. I thought that was, that was a nice little nod. <laughs> but, but I I think that entire intro with him, he flies in as the Vulture. So we get to see all that Vulture stuff. We have a Vulture's origin and then cut to a film by Peter Parker, which again defies logic and it's just so much lovely energy and fun in it. You can't help but like it. And because the scene itself addresses the point of why you're making this. You can't show it to anyone. So why are you doing the voice? So it's entirely self-aware about it. But again, like because it, it's just Tom Holland sells the hell out of it. And... I always like seeing that as well when you see a scene from a previous film from a different angle. Same with Batman v Superman. You see the Man of Steel fight at the end from the ground. Yeah, that was one of the more interesting moments in it. Yeah, so I like that you see the Civil Wars fight from his point of view and it actually lines up really well. It was, yeah. Oh, and let's talk about the Captain America cameo. Then Brilliant. We're they were I, fantastic. I, I, I stayed for the cre- the end credit scene <laughs> and I laughed so heartily. I said that was most... The, again, a, a wonderful nod to uh, something that they were definitely doing which was robbing the life out of John Hughes. Yeah. For the, all those wonderful mm. 80s. But they aren't all wonderful now, in fairness. I like The Breakfast <laughs> Club and I like uh, Ferris Bueller. 
and the rest can kind of stay in the back of my mind. Yeah, that's fair. But he did he did a first, and he did that fantastic post credit scene in Ferris Bueller's Day Off, which was a nod to. There's no doubt. Well, Deadpool did it more explicitly, doing the exact same, exact same framing right, and stuff. That's right, I forgot but. that, actually. Well, that's actually, I think that watching it, that it felt closer to Deadpool than anything else, but that makes sense, because Deadpool and Spider-Man are always kind of linked in the comics anyway. They're always kind of the same character, just from different ends, almost. Yeah, well, well apart from kind of winking directly to the audience, mm. the, the, there was the same little heart to it, and of course it wasn't as profane as Deadpool. No. I do love the fact that... the. They're not worrying too much about who knows who the hell Spider Man is because, like, yeah, that kept the comics going for a good 10 years. Oh, my identity! Oh, my God. and again, it was a big hang up with superhero comics for the longest fucking time. Well, that's been like the main Marvel movie thing, though, is that no one has identities in this one, everyone's just who they are. So, I thought, will they actually bother doing the Spider Man thing? And they, they did until the very, very end. And well, it's... there was that little joke with Michael Keaton when you Spider Man was, yeah. you think I'd be here? Uh, so, and we obviously know MJ knows who he is at this stage. Maybe. And, uh, oh, the joy. Oh, it's MJ. I didn't uh, care who her other, I thought she was a great character. I didn't care that it was the MJ. Matter. I thought she was a hell of a lot of fun. Um, she was like, probably, apart from Tom Holland, probably my favorite character in the movie, I'd say. I, I liked Flash, a uh, lovely actor yeah. from Grand Budapest mm. Hotel. Uh, the diversity thing, uh, I, I was reading a review on IMDb from a user. Oh, no. Who was giving out about. Of course. The, he was giving out white genocide that uses the, the term forced, the forced diversity of it all I said my god you poor man have you <laughs> seen New York at any point uh, exactly and uh, I but there was also the danger that uh, making uh, the uh, Flash the, the Indian guy so, some Egypt would go oh that's racist mm. <laughs> he was very good I, I like Flash don't forget Flash becomes one of Spider-Man's best mates and Peter Parker's and Venom eventually they, they, does he end up being Venom? I think he's Venom now, but oh, he's he, wow. no, but he's good Venom. He's like he's on the Guardians team, I think, at the moment. I don't oh, know. I don't I have to, I'm staying away. So uh, <laughs> this Spider-Man's uh, it comes from Ultimate, or is it from the Miles uh, Could Gonzalez? Because I know it's it's only in the last ten years. I mean, I, I actually had a, 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 I wouldn't call it research. I just happened to be by a comic book stand. And, I'm in a Spider-Man a comic this book stand. Oh, <laughs> they still yeah. exist. Yeah, they're in shops. <laughs> Against the walls, mm. I uh, yeah. The, the amount of versions of Spider Man is just shocking. There's, uh, there's, we, I think we even have a Mexican Spider Man. There's an African Spider, African American Spider Man. I think because like, I just know there's Peter. There's so many Earths now. So many Earths now. Oh right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So all these other little mini villains that are torn up. There was the Tinkerer. There was a Shocker. Two were, Shockers. Two shockers and uh, who was that other guy? Oh, uh, uh, the, we have the scorpion, not the oh, scorpion, the scorpion floating around in there, and the prowler. Which one was the prowler again? Prowler was um, what's the face in community? Uh, Donald Glover's character. Remember the guy when he does the, the Batman intimidation scene? Who was oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's Miles Morales's uncle, I think, or something. Okay. So that was—I remember you mentioned like I have a nephew that was meant to be the there is either Spider Man. Was one of the teachers going to turn out to be someone as well? Uh, I didn't they, it that seems that they're they're kind of softly setting up a Sinister Six for a future film, all right. Well, they have that script written, so they're, they're probably trying yeah, to find so use they, for they it. Must, they must have cannibalized it because that, that's true. We never got to see any kind of uh, final payoff to. And we might still get that the last trilogy. Well, related news: that whole Tom Hardy Venom movie, which is coming out next year. Oh dear. But it's not connected to this, so it's its own thing, which is even worse. Okay, that's. But I think this film did uh, have the security of being part of the Marvel world totally paid yes, off for them. Definitely, it, uh, there was a lot of stuff to go straight into. Um, 
and no, everyone bought into it immediately. Mm. Didn't have to think about it. Uh, as I said, like the origin for Spider Man was pretty much the Civil War movie, and any unanswered questions are unanswered questions. Fuck you, you're not getting the answer. We're just, this is where we are now, and and uh, again, a great ending with Aunt May. Yep, yeah, spoilers, everybody. Just remind you again in case you came in late. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoy that. The only near swear word in the entire film, I think. Um, I like Ned Leeds again. They, he was they, great. They, yeah. They've taken names from old characters and put them in new places. Yeah. So God knows what's going to happen to Ned Leeds down the line if uh, it goes by. What happened to the old Ned Leeds? He became Malton Man um, <laughs> after he married Betty Brant, if I remember rightly. All right, all right. Yes, I know me Golden Age Spider Man. Um, yeah, Keaton's Vulture. It's good to see a, a villain survive the movie. Yes, I was convinced from the trailers <laughs> he was not going to make it because all those shots of him standing precariously close to a giant hell or like plane engine, like he's getting sucked into that for sure. Uh, but no, he survived. Well, you did feel. I mean, think about it, they had so little screen time together, mm. other than the scrap and the. But car. what they had was the car scene was great. Uh, I thought it was fantastic. Like I know it's very it's a very generic scene. There's nothing new about it, but it was really well done. Like they both sold it really well. Again, he, he gives him a nice warning. He kind of knows he's not yeah. going to go for it, but he's willing to kill him then later on. You know, mm. uh, I thought that was unusual. Uh, again, the plane scene—I I really the big set pieces were the last thing that I was were sticking with me. They were fine; mm. they're all grand. But I agree. At all, all the, the other little moments of brilliance and, and humor, without them, it wasn't it didn't really matter. Well, I think about that plane scene though. Like the trailer version of that was just a plane, and the actual movie was a nightmare strobe light hell show. Which I'm not sure was that a last minute change that they just put in there for the sake of we have some budget left CGI that plane looked different because it was awful like they didn't need to be there. I would say they were taking the trailer at the time and they just did what they had. But yeah, because the trailer looks fine though. Like yeah. he, can, he can fight the Birdman on a plane. It doesn't need to be a plane with strobe lights. <laughs> yeah, I mean it, it didn't stick in the memory. Did you how, did you go see it twice or did you see? No, I'll see it again at some point. I've seen it again. Yeah, I am. Um, yeah, I, but wait, I need to go with somebody. It's a, it's mm. a film you want to enjoy with a, with another member of the family or a friend. Yeah, it's good to crowd out. Um, but again, uh, I thought some of my favorite stuff was the choir stuff in the, in the high school, and um, I love the scene where he got locked in control. That I, was great. Yeah, that, with that, uh, Jennifer Connelly's AI. Yeah, what did you think of the the new spider suit? I thought they were smart in that they went, look, here's the Iron Man version of this suit, and then take it away immediately. Because it, it did clutter things a bit. Like, the kill mode joke was funny, but if there had been an entire film of him with, like, taser weapons, it would have been shit and stupid. Uh, but no, I liked it. But I think it was well used, and that it wasn't used too much. Yeah, and the override bit was quite funny, actually. Yeah. Your kids, you can't give them anything. They're going to muck around with it and... And then we get to get that tease of that costume at the end and that mm. cameo that some people must have got excited about. The Gwyneth Paltrow one? Pepper. Yeah, yeah, Pepper. That annoyed me because I quite like the arc they gave Tony in the last few whereby he was a fuck-up and she left him. I was like, grand. And yeah, I was but, like, oh, yeah, she's the, back. No, yeah, but that's what happened. She fuck-up, left him, and then came back to him. But he, he didn't change. So I'm like, that's... He did change. He, he, he took it like um, Captain America Civil War now, are we? Yeah. He's a different man by the end. I don't. I did love the. I um, which reminds me because back to Captain America again. Mm. Just to remind you, I was I was cameo was just TV screen stuff and those, um, morale boosting little yeah. uh, pieces. They got some great mileage out of the joke. The, the war the, crime joke. The, the, we, yeah, the war crime <laughs> joke was just. I saw, there's so many little throwaway little bits yeah. of gold like that. I think that's what really held it together. Absolutely. Uh, plot wise, yeah. 
it's all most common, I think. It's also common, I think, if you did take it out of context and look at it like beat for beat, it's probably a bit of a mess. Um, Big time. But the energy carried it. And I think anyone that's really challenged it and given out about it, that's all I took from it. Mm. I mean, it, it's a superhero movie. It's a bit of escapism. I'm sorry that they're making so many of them. I apologize to all you people <laughs> out there that hate these things. But if the rest of us kind of get a kick out of it, and you know, we're not making them, we just go watch them. Mm. But no, this one I think you could watch it having not seen any of them almost. I mean, you get more out of it if you have. But well, as some people just have an allergic reaction to superhero films. Let's face it. But Spider-Man especially, though, I think is it's a bit he's a bit marmitey in that he's meant to be slightly hateable and jokey. And, but I think this is the first time they actually got the balance right, where he's lovably shit. I just love like I just love uh, <laughs> Who is your least favourite, then, of the other two? As an actor, Tobey Maguire, as, as their written Andrew Garfield one, he's a sociopath. He's because he, they missed the point of Peter Parker in that I mean, movie. He was one big whinge, really, wasn't he? He was one big whinge, but also nothing went wrong in his life. He was he wasn't like bullied in school. He was like a loner, a cool loner by choice. He had like he's Andrew Garfield for one thing, like visually has the great hair and like everything is fine in his life. He's really smart and he's really witty and like there's nothing wrong with him. So it made no sense I that he was. I see why they tried that, but I am. Um... But the whole, remember the lying thing of don't date my daughter, she'll get killed, and then it's, was it the... Oh yeah, that does make him a sociopath the sorts, I suppose. But nope. she, she did instigate it. She instigated it, but he shouldn't have gone with it when it's like, didn't make a promise, and then the best promise are the ones you don't keep or something. Like, that's a terrible lesson to give kids at the end of the Spider-Man movie, but alright. <laughs> and then she did die, uh, so... Yeah, that's true, that's true. Um, who was Gwen Stacy in the Raimi ones? There was, uh, oh, it was uh, uh, Ron yeah. Howard's uh, daughter, wasn't it? Dallas. Oh, Dallas Howard, yeah. yeah. Um, oh, no, she was his daughter. That makes sense. Okay. But again, with the Raimi films, just to go back then briefly, they kind of didn't fully respect certain aspects mm. of the movies. And it's wrong to say everyone was... One critique I heard was, oh, the last one was made by committee. The last attempt to really... This one was made by a committee too. It just happened to have a really solid... <laughs> Good committee, yeah. at the heart of it I mean did you look at the credits for it yeah it's it like five, five screenwriters yeah, yeah. so don't tell me there wasn't a, a board meeting involved mm. every time they came up with a scene or an idea and again a solid enough director possibly I don't know I'm not that over familiar with that guy's work I know me he's another kind of indie cool director where they seem to be going and finding these guys nowadays I mean what was the last one who was the last uh, indie director for Colin Trevorrow did Jurassic, Jurassic World, World and um, the, oh What's the guy but even James Gunn, really, for Guardians. James Gunn, sort of, sorry, is, is the other big Marvel uh, example. I think there's another one. Well, the Rousseaus or TV directors. Yeah, like it's, it's. Yeah, I mean, they're coming from a comedy muscle, and I, I'm guessing, but I'd say, like, the action scenes, that there's a committee involved in working out those. It's not uh, those directors sitting down working out the ba- the ballet and the choreography mm. for those scenes. Much like what I'm I mean, you know how much work goes into yeah. that, just, from, just looking at martial arts movies from. The, Back in the day, mm. a lot of the directors were martial arts experts first, and then they learned how to direct. It's like the old thing they say: you can get a singer to act, but it's hard to get an actor to sing. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, I thought. Uh, I, I thought also that they they kind of ruined their little Ferris Bueller nod by actually showing the Ferris Bueller film in <laughs> the film. I mean, like I was like, come on, we get it. I mean, they even had the music going on. Before we saw the screen. Yeah. Well, I guess that's just so people can't go, you're not Ferris Bueller. They have to go, we know we're doing it. It's intentional. 
It's like that bit Mr. Robot where they have to play the Fight Club music. I know for a fact from seeing American audiences in the past, they, they love that stuff. Yeah. That's, I mean, there wouldn't be, a, the cinema would be roaring with sounds. You know, we, I, we don't really get that in in cinema audiences here, but mm. my God, when they go to them, it's like going to the, the, to the Roman circus for that kind of event movie. I think you get it now and again here. Like, I saw this uh, like, I, open weekend and the bit when Keaton opens the door, someone went audibly, oh shit, very loudly in the middle of Cinema World. So it, it, you do get it now and again. <laughs> what? Which five-year-old went, oh shit? Oh no, he was definitely <laughs> mid to late 20s. Um, oh, looking for him to be excited by yeah. that scene. But then everyone else is going to laugh at him for like a good minute. <laughs> but it, the, uh, the, 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 the subtext of that scene is like, you, you don't want to meet your your girlfriend's mm. dad it's just gonna cause trouble but I like how ridiculously it was played like he's standing in the kitchen just holding a knife pointing it at him he doesn't know who he is yet but he's just pointing a knife at him just talking to him and having a conversation like it's it's a very silly film <laughs> I, I, but the, yeah but the way they and the way they uh, kind of gave the, 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 when the cat got out of the bag was just it was just hilarious mm. oh and we were in Washington and oh, at that time you nearly died and, and despite oh yeah that's which reminds me of my other hilarious plot moment mm. was where Spider-Man is at the party. He's about ready to do his kind of turn as Spider-Man. Yeah. Because they, yeah, Spider-Man's coming to my party. So think about it, he's already in Birdman's house. Sorry, the Vulture. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> Either works, it's fine. And, and we know the, the Vulture way on some criminal behavior. And his boys are just down the road, blown shit up under a bridge. <laughs> and he happens to see that. And then he kicks ours. The Vulture comes and saves the day mm-hmm. from his fellow bad guys. And he goes... I mean, we've been at this eight years and all those higher echelon superheroes have left us alone. And now this spider guy. I go, okay, right, it's not working. What have they been up to for all this time that they didn't think it was something they should do, go and chase down alien super weapons in the hands of thugs? Well, you see a bit of that in like the TV shows. So I guess it's just presumed that no one knew there was one supplier for this shit. They were just the cleaning up. Don't do the maths. Ah, yeah, no. But, uh, well, even I, actually that eight-year thing is a mistake because it should be oh, four years. Did, did they say four or eight? They said eight, but it should be four. That's what I thought. Yeah, because yeah, um, I was doing the maths from the... the that's a weird mistake. Obviously. It is a weird mistake. Well, because I think the timeline's a bit fucked in that Iron Man 1 is 2008, but then the next three are all within a week of each other, and then Avengers is presumably 2012. I'm sure they'll fix it in the in the redux. Maybe. And, maybe. and the darkest joke in the entire film, mm-hmm. when his uh, cohort is fucked up the original shocker and he takes the gun yes. and he shoots him I thought it was the gun, goes, the gun. I, thought was the- <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was a, that was worse than two levels oh wow he didn't actually intend to kill him yeah I like that terrible thing <laughs> and of course don't forget we get away with the fact that Tinker just disappears out of the movie at the end mm. um, I, I, he's the only villain that wasn't caught at the end wasn't he was there one or two floating around in the background well I guess the prowler wasn't really didn't do much he wasn't caught either he was a sort of yeah. stuck to a car I did like that scene though. Like that was a great just fuck you to Batman just interrogation mode just the big Christian Bale voice wonderful <laughs> uh, yeah um, I quite liked the Spider-Man theme at the start the orchestrated version that, that was a, a nice little nod to where we were going but to the, the point that the, but the, the main kids, score the kids itself, wouldn't have got that really no but they don't need to get it it's not for them uh, that's true it's Although true. I think kids would know that song is very well known. No, it is people quite popular. It song. is popular. Um, it's like Batman. People could just hum that 60s theme song if I haven't seen the show. Yeah. We forget it gets passed down the generations. Yeah, that kind of set things up nicely. Um, and I think that was the energy they managed to maintain for the entire mm. film. Uh, well, that came in around two two hours. I, I think it was under two hours, wasn't it? 
was know, it? For, uh, I think it was about two hours or a little bit under. I'd guess like two ten maybe. Uh, I think it's less. But that actually, that is a bit of a problem. One Roman, back to it, I suppose. In that, I think after BVS and Suicide Squad, they were like, "Look, we can't release another film unfinished," and then release the Blu-ray version extended cut. So no deleted scenes. Put everything into it. And the first time, I think it was a bit laggy in places. Watching it the second time, it the pacing didn't seem as bad to me. For Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman, yeah. Uh, but I do think you could lose 15 minutes easy off that film. Big time. Uh, I don't think it hampers it too much not, not losing them, but you could you could make it a bit leaner, definitely. Is there going to be a Blu-ray extended edition? No, but, no, but they, were, they were very clear in the press. Like, look, no deleted scenes. Everything's in there. I think that's why it feels a bit laggy. So uh, we're kind of a, a quiet summer now. I think superhero films are gone for the next uh, few months. What's the next thing coming out? Well, um, superhero films are kind of gone, but if you're going like comic book films, Atomic Blonde is out next month. Is that based on a... It's based on like a one-shot graphic novel called The Coldest City or something like that. Yeah, I saw the trailer for it and uh, someone I know has been banging on about it because they're calling it a female James Bond. Yeah, basically. Um, I think it's much more of a female born... To be quite honest. Well, uh, Charlie Theron's It hasn't done either. that well in America. It's interesting to note that it's, it's had a staggered release. It had a bit of a release in America already, as far as I know. It was shown at Sundance, I think. Oh, it? maybe that's what it was. I don't think it's actually out yet, though. Okay, it's not. I don't think. Um, I'll be curious because it's the same guy who did the first, who shared directing on the first uh, John Wick movie. Mm. Um, but it, it looked a bit too, too well aware of its own toughness to be entertaining, to my mind, anyway. Um, ah, but they used the Queen song in the trailer. That's always a sign of a good film. There's a Queen yeah, song in the trailer. Yeah, Suicide Squad. <laughs> um, yeah, so there's that. I think, are we, when are we getting Justice League? Yeah, Justice League and Thor are both around October, November. I think Thor is first. I think Justice Thor's League. out first. Yeah. That's, uh, that might be October. No, I think it's early November and then Justice League is late November, maybe. And uh, yeah, that's it really for the year, isn't it? Super yeah, but the next year we have Black Panther and Infinity War and... Uh, <laughs> We'll all be so worn out by then. Any final words on Spider? I'm just shocked that I liked it this much because it it felt like such a aside from that that it has not been to my mind a great Spider-Man film because even like everyone's like oh no two is like one of the best films I was like it's it's grand it's very cheesy and hokey and he saves a train it's stupid but anyway it, the, of the original trilogy yeah I just, they're fine um, but this one especially because it was just the Marvel let's get the rights back let's just put one out there to you know re- reassert the brand I thought it might be passable at best but the fact that it was so funny so charming potentially the best Marvel film so far maybe. The most enjoyable, um, probably. Most entertaining for a while. I, I'm yeah. not even going to put my brain to that task of thinking about it. <laughs> to be honest. I did feel that, yeah, it's there's certainly, it's Spider-Man-wise, it's it's the best of mm-hmm. all five of the, or all six of them at this stage. Yes. Um, I don't think I could go back and look at the Sam Raimi ones. There, and I bet, I bet you if you went back, the CGI would stick out like a sore thumb. Yeah, I'd watch them again just for, like, Cute. J.K. Simmons and Willem Dafoe. Because J.K. Simmons, what they a can't waste. replace that casting. Well, well what a waste. Uh, J.K. Simmons was great. But they could get him back to, like, he said he'd be up for it. So if they're willing he to... can't, because he's going to be Commissioner Gordon. I know, that's fine. Like You can't, you can't do that. You'll upset all the fans. Um, but speaking of which, uh, Sony, interesting move that they made. 
because mm. now Marvel have not only Spider-Man but a whole host of other characters that are going to come into the Marvel world because of ownership of that mm-hmm. as we know about ownership rights they're quite complex they are indeed um, uh, I think Mr. Gunn was being cheeky with a little Watcher reference in uh, the Last Guardians movie I don't know if he got away with it because I know that Marvel don't own they don't the, no there's uh, a the bit, of, bit of pushback on <clears throat> and Fox still aren't going near any uh, deals like that they really are staying away why are they being so reticent, do you think? Do you, is it, it seems that they, they... I think it's Avi Arad. I think he has some kind of beef with Feige. Is that what... Oh, That's what I've heard. Is that... Okay, I got Because Feige was producer with Fox so back in the day. So it's personal. I think it's personal. Because, I mean, if they're going to do the mats on it, they would give the rights back to Marvel and do what Sony are doing. Because Sony make all the profits off that. Like, Marvel got nothing out of that. They get the merchandising rights, but nothing else. Yeah. Which is admittedly probably more Which money is, than the box office. Well, that's true. Especially because Spider-Man is by Par- quite a margin. The, the Power Rangers movie, which we, we should have been talking about, which we didn't. We can talk about um, briefly if you want now. <laughs> no, but uh, the, 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 what, that might get a sequel based yeah, on the fact DVD that... DVD No, no, the, the, the merchandising was actually quite successful. I did see it. Did you I, just, I saw it. Uh, I love there was a review, a review that came out very early on saying, we're in a strange world now where I live in hope that Justice League can be as good as the Power Rangers movie. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's not unfair. Uh, Do you know what? I actually liked it up until it became a Power Rangers movie. I'm sort of the opposite. I think that was the strongest chunk of it. I think the first bit was fine, but there was too much of it. I think 90 minutes of them all oh, being it was too long. I agree. It was too long. It. But as soon as they got got the swing of things mm. and we got to understand who was what, and then suddenly the small town was getting attacked, it just reminded me of the original attempt at a Power Rangers movie. Oh, the Ivan News one. Yeah. It just, uh, I mean, I, I expect the HR puff and stuff to turn up. Some of you will know who I'm talking about, some won't. Or Witchy Poo. I had that, you know, little kind of dopey TV monster thing going on. And there was some nice effects in it. Yeah. And the performance were okay, but it was very mixed. Mm. Well, it was trying to be sort of chronicle or a John Hughes yeah. movie, but then also to be as camp as possible. Like, I actually, I genuinely did love when the theme kind of came in with the lyrics and everything. I wasn't expecting that to be in there. And oh yeah, that was because I I liked Power Rangers as a kid. I haven't watched it probably fifteen years. A, a bit of trivia, by the way. I mm. met I met the mighty more from Power Rangers a few weeks ago. Yeah, they've been doing the rounds here. I hear yeah, during the Comic Con and ODS. Yeah. Like, I don't care now, but it, it was quite sad because they were very upset that no one was going up to buy auto, autographs at twenty <laughs> quid a pop off them, and they thought that no one liked them. They said no, we we not you mention there's money anywhere near you? We we, we can't risk on already because we're we can't give you any money. Mm. But yeah, they seem like an affable bunch trying to sell uh, their own Kickstarter movie called The Others, I think. Jesus, what, what's that about? Um, just revenge and uh, oh. not being Power Rangers. <clears throat> the, the funniest the one Rangers. was the original, um, what's his name? Brian Cranston in it. Oh, Zordon. Zor- the, the original Zordon was funny because uh, he introduced himself as a man who gave it to Power Rangers and lost his hair. <laughs> and you can see it. But yeah, um, I, I'd be surprised if they get a sequel out of the Power Rangers. Me too. I wouldn't mind one because I, I if they're gonna, I can't imagine they'd bring back Elizabeth Banks soon. But if they're gonna go that route, the casting or the villains, all right, in my books, she was great fun, and I loved the way they beat her by just swatting her into space. And gold eating was amusing. <laughs> yeah, um, that was directed by uh, the guy who did Chronicles, wasn't it? 
No, Josh Trank. No, no. Oh, he's sorry. Been, what, he's he, been blacklisted. Oh, Josh. Sorry, Josh Trank fucked up Fantastic Four. Yes. Or he's taking the blame for it anyway. Well, hmm. I, I don't know. Yeah, well, actually, just to talk briefly on that, I think he deserves the blame. I don't see how that could have been. Yeah. Total comedian. Like the studio clearly tried to fix it after the fact, but what was already there didn't look great to start with. So. It, it, do you know I was thinking, thinking about the, the end of that movie there recently and I was thinking you could have stuck the end of that movie onto the version that Roger Corman made hmm. back in the day and you wouldn't really notice the difference <gasps> a shocking thing to say people are kind of coming back out to defend that Roger Corman one these days like it's getting a bit of a I tried there's, there's something creepy about uh, do you know that Reed Richards meets Sue Storm when she's about 12 and how old he, is he he's about he's supposed to be I think he's supposed to be 20 something but anyway, he waits for 10 years and Ugh. it's just it's something like, nah, it doesn't work. It's not like Charlie Chaplin meeting Noon O'Neill. <laughs> I don't know what that means. That's a comparison to make sure. Uh, well, that was creepy too. That's why. <laughs> well, actually, um, the latest news I'm asking yes, for. But um, no, um, have you seen the film? It's on YouTube. Apparently. No, I haven't. I've heard bits of it stride to me and it sounds... Doom especially sounds great because I, I want a comic accurate Doom really badly. It's screen. worth watching for some of the tackiness in the final mm. the final half hour. It takes the most god awful time to get going. It has a weird <laughs> gap that is not necessary to get the Much story. Much like Power going. Rangers. It's like no, they go on their mission and then they get Sue and her brother Johnny, who are yeah. children in the first ten minutes of film. Then they're all grown up later on, and you're going like, why did you do that? There's just no need for that. Um, where I found a, a weird a comic I hadn't re- heard of called First Family, and it was a kind of an attempt at sort of grown up fantastic right. film, a kind of six shot from Marvel. Okay, um, very weird because it was like it was close in tone to the original Fox one, but a bit more serious. Um, okay, we've gone off on the fuck. We've gone backwards now. Well, so on Fantastic Four, though, I can briefly just talk about it because they have. Well, there's a rumor going around of like a leaked email or something of what Fox's next plan is for the next one because they're not giving it back because you know Marvels make money off it and then if the fire they got to give it back. But their current plan apparently is to not feature Richard or Sue in it. Uh, or Reed, this. sorry, I called it my own name. Um, oh, it's her name, Richard. It's fine. <laughs> That's not my branded, right? <laughs> Moving on. Uh, so it won't be through them. It's going to be in sort of supporting roles the thing in Human Torch but the main character will be Valeria and Franklin is that the two kids Franklin the kid yeah and Valeria the other kid they're, they're two oh children. so so the, it, okay yeah, which I, I think <laughs> I, I didn't I forgot they had another kid for the sake of it being a different kind of Fantastic Four film it'll also probably be shit I am game for that because if you read the recent comics I quite like Valeria she's yeah but they've got such a wonderful cast of characters within the Fantastic Four universe do they have to exploit them via the headline of a Fantastic Four film? Can they not just go and take some of those other Brand characters name. and use them? I mean, like, who has the Inhumans? I thought the Inhumans were, 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 were wrapped up in Fantastic Four as well. No, no, the Inhumans TV show is out next so, month. So what do Fox have in terms of they got X-Men? X-Men got Fantastic and Fantastic Four. Four, but that includes well, a lot of space stuff. But what's the universe then that they own? I mean, they own the Forbidden Zone, apparently. I mean, that's a, that's a place. Oh, the, yeah. They own a lot of crap, and I think they own, like... They, well, they have Galactus and Silver Surfer and the Shi'ar, or the name is, uh, from the X-Men. Yeah. So, most of the space stuff is theirs, because of X-Men, I think. But, um... Well, they don't have a universe. They just have 
chunks of Marvel universe. Well, I, I don't think they've been doing a great job. I mean, we no, had, they've been we a terrible had, job. We had the X Men chat, and they just no uh, understanding of creating a universe out of what they're forward doing. to the, the three X Men film next year. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's they're doing Dark Phoenix with the current main cast. I think Fastbender and all are back. Then they're doing New Mutants, which they're saying to be a horror film. Don't know what that means. It's going to be a horror film. That's what they're claiming, but I have no idea what that means. I guess they all find their powers and then murder each other. Oh dear. Uh, and then there's Deadpool too, obviously, which is that could be good because I like the Josh Brolin's Cable sounds like a good casting to me. Again, Deadpool didn't yeah. like it. I I I didn't mind it. Mm-hmm. It, it. I found it kind of very. Um, you need to scrub afterwards, kind of amusing, <laughs> and the plot was useless. It, uh, it, it, it got by in sheer cheeky, profane charm. Oh yeah, no, it did. That, like Spider-Man, that it was mainly just the jokes yeah. carried it, and in that case, they went, "Look, and, this and is the, a boring film. Chop it up and rearrange it." And the energy of the kind of character, yeah, at the, at the heart of it. Um, Would you so, count Kingsman as a superhero film? Because that's out soon as well. Well, that's the next comic book, isn't it? Yeah. It is the next comic book that's coming out. Um, again, I think like their films. That will probably might catch it in the cinema if we're going to talk about it later in the year, but. I wouldn't be in a hurry to catch it. Kingsman, really? Yeah, oh, I, I adore enjoy, the first I, one. I adored enjoyed it, it but <laughs> I don't know where. What would I say? It, it's it's sheer joy of its violence. Mm. It feels a bit, bit pornographic, and I, I don't mind. <laughs> I, yeah, but I don't mind a bit of gung ho in a movie, and I did get a laugh out of Deadpool. But my God, Kingsman really pushed the boat out, and I did enjoy the final ending when. Everyone's heads blew, <laughs> but I felt dirty afterwards. There, there was there was the chav mentality ran right through that movie. I'd say I felt dirty level. during the church bit purely because it was like if this was any other group of people, this would be banned probably as a film. But because it's white trash American religious nut jobs, like yes, kill them all. Yeah, I, I suppose it, yeah, there's something wrong. Even even down to the, the the joke sex scenes with the princess of Denmark. Hated that. I understood the joke I, they were going for. It was but mean. I hated. It, was quite, it was misogynist. Actually, there was there was it felt misogynist anyway. Yeah, even the joke. What should have been there was it should have been turned back on him. It shouldn't have been. She shouldn't have been the butt. Pardon the pun of that joke. It should have been on him. Um, thank you very much. Yeah, uh, fantastic. But, <laughs> but no, I think the head exploding bit I loved because. I remember seeing it in cinema because I, I knew very little about it going in and then once that music starts building up the Land of Hope no, was it Land of Hope and Glory? Whatever no, it's called. it wasn't. I can't remember what it was. Pomp and Circumstance. It's got a name. Um, but once I was building because every Matthew Vaughan film has that moment where class music comes into it and then something horrifically violent happens after that. And I was kind of thinking they can't they can't explode all the heads of every world leader can they? Like you can't end a film with that and then sure enough it just like what's the ramifications of that? How do you make a sequel from that? I'm dying to know what the world did after that. I'm, I'm just going to be a reset. They I killed mean, Obama. I mean also I knew Firth would be back. Ah yeah. Well he um, was the best thing. I ever. don't know. I'm guessing I could be wrong. I Just something tells me it's not going to work. The sequel? I'm not saying it's not going to make money. I just feel it's already wonky heavy with two interesting characters, Jeff Bridges and Channing Tatum. Mm. I'm like, what are they going to do there? Julianne Moore should and, be fun as a villain, though. Halle uh, Berry's in it. <laughs> Halle, Ber- Halle Catwoman Berry. She's the head of the American version of Kingsman. I tried to watch five minutes of that uh, that Catwoman film. You ever seen it, no? No, I couldn't. I just... I saw it when I was like... 15 so it's, <laughs> if I was going to like it at any age I'd like it at that age but it, it is shocking bad. So, so we got Kingsman coming up and then we got our superheroes and yeah. we have uh, the Charlie's Theron 
I think Charlie's Thrones first. What's called Atomic again? Blonde. Atomic Blonde. I think that's first, then Kingsman, then the rest. Atomic. I think. And uh, yeah, okay. Well, that's that's enough to be going on with, I suppose. There was one more film I was thinking of, and I, I can't remember. It's gone out of my head now, so it can't have been that good. Um, oh yeah, I was. I watched King Arthur. I want to get King Arthur in while we were. Oh, the so new I, one. I, I, yeah. Is it shocking shite? It's again. It's got video game mentality, yeah. but it's not fun video game mentality. He's got this basically super sword, mm. and uh, and then it's got a little bit of lock, stock, and two smoking barrels. Well, of course, it just feels again it, it, it kind of cannibalizing as we were talking about earlier. <laughs> like I didn't want to see it anyway, but the reviews just made it sound abysmal, mainly because it was boring for one thing, and it was too self serious. But well, it, you know, it's not as terrible as they made out. Yeah, and now I, I didn't. I did watch it in a kind of half-hearted fashion, so I wasn't out with the knives when I watched it. Uh, I, I felt, yeah, and it was not a shame that it did so badly. Mm. But, it, you know, you can't... Well, did you want you six can't more ha- not have Merlin... No, I didn't. <laughs> you can't not have Merlin in a, in a King Arthur movie. I was getting sick of films like Power Rangers or King Arthur kind of coming out going, well, this is the first one we have six more plans. Like, I don't care, but no, make one good one for it, please. <laughs> there was, yeah, again, there was no real soul to it. There was no, there, like, that's why, again, Wonder Woman was a breath of fresh air because it was one and done. I know it's part of the DCEU, but, like, it felt like it could, you could watch that on its own and be around with it. Like, you, you could be confused by the poster bit or the bit with the po- photograph at the end and why is Bruce Wayne emailing her? But aside from those little bits, it works to sound a little Oh, but it, it, again, the, the, the reason I mentioned is that it has superhero disease all yeah. over it. Uh, and like a minimal minimal infection of it yeah I suppose you're right Kingsman is it's creeping in there as well it's 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 certainly I mean if you look at the original comic book written by Mark Millar yeah. Mark Millar whatever yeah. you want uh, no Millar will do <laughs> and uh, he uh, just he likes being bold Mark Millar is just a bald boy when he writes comics yeah like he seems like a lovely person apparently he is yeah, I think he even goes to Church of a Sunday that wasn't surprising uh, he's one of these guys who goes to Church of a Sunday and then writes Terrible, sick, sick trash. shit. Yeah, he can go to. I don't know. I don't know whether he goes to confession or what kind of religion he is going on. But apparently, he is. A, he's a believer. You'd wonder if maybe just all of his worst impulses and are just being kind of vomited out in comic books, and he'd just he'd be killing people in the streets if he hasn't had that. <laughs> oh, well, like Tarantino, if he yeah. have movies to go to. Because like, she is kick ass too. Has some really dodgy fucking stuff Again, on it like that rape scene go. is horrific but the oh, movie changed it to be a joke I, not a rape scene it's like yeah okay I did, I did wipe that from my brain you have to bring it back <laughs> yeah that's the thing Kick-Ass 2 was about, even what Jim Carrey was upset by that but um, so final words before we leave yes. our wonderful listeners and Scott not there mm-hmm. whom we hope to see in our next podcast hopefully, hopefully. Uh, thank you Richard thank you Paul and we hope you'll uh, enjoy listening to us prattle, withering and prattling on and to get in on the conversation and send us a nice email and tell us that you agree, disagree or not. We we'll <laughs> promise we'll read them out of the next podcast. Thank you so much and Bye. good night. Fighting for your rights